establishment uh, Italian cuisine excellent come out and support local businesses if you can give them a shout they're good people also you'll be supporting the American dream for their life savings their hard time and work to make uh, a food that is wholesome for you and your family so once again we are at the barrage podcast please like listen share and subscribe Come on down, help us out, and we'll kick this thing off. So, Tom, Calista, we are here at Main Street Bistro. I know you guys were at different locations, starting over. Uh, want to get into a few things. But before we do that, we do something that we call opening up a tab. I kind of mentioned it to Tom when we first kind of came on, he's like, you may not know anything about it, but still it'll be a, a welcome surprise. So opening the tab is, you find one thing that either annoys you, most of the time for us is something really annoying, which is makes no total sense. Complete suburban, um, I like to say hashtag suburban problems. Things that you can live with, like security, not that big a deal. Security system people coming to knock on your door well what do you know <laughs> great segue right into my right into my topic so just recently you guys uh, if anyone doesn't know tom and calista uh we used to live in the same neighborhood not to name the neighborhood to put the neighborhood on blast or to get anyone in trouble but your run-of-the-mill american dream cookie cutter neighborhood divided up in three different sections we have uh, a poor side we have a middle-class type side, and we have a rich side. Now, I didn't make these names up. Uh, one of our esteemed colleagues who lives in the area, uh, not to name names, Benton, uh, kind of dubbed it poor side, rich side, and so on. Um, also, one of our um, uh, neighbors, Chris, Chris Warner, by the way, he hates the HOA, if anyone cares, um, had a situation the other day in our neighborhood it's all about the American dream and hustle. It's what I believe it is. So some young kids, men, adults, they're going around in the neighborhood um, trying to pitch a new security system. Not to name the security system, but they were trying to earn themselves a living summer job. At any other time, you would be like, man, these kids are hustling, you know, they're out there sweating in the sun. They're knocking on doors, uh, trying to get you to buy their security system. Yes. Right. And one of their lines that they always use is, is the queen of the castle home or the king of the castle. So if a woman answers the door, of course, it's the, it's the queen of the castle home. And most of the women, you know, they blush. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. How can I help you? And, 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 and the young, the young strapping adult male, you know, kind of talks. Yeah, it's on the security system. If you're interested, um, give us a try. Uh, their pitch, sign this 
10-year contract and your arm and your leg, your firstborn child and all that kind of stuff. So the kids were out selling and hustling. That's fine. We're, we're live. We're good. Um, knocking on doors, but apparently someone didn't uh, take too kindly of that. They figured they were a little bit too late at knocking on the doors, so to speak. Most neighborhoods have these signs say no solicitation, but at the same token, uh, once again, the American dream, if you want to get out and hustle and promote your product, your business, um, Master Tech Plumbing, the right way, everyday plumbers, he's constantly blasting us. On Facebook, um, give my boy Matt a call at Master Tech Plumbing. But I guarantee Matt's not knocking on somebody's door at 8 o'clock at night. You think so? You don't think Matt's showing up? Unless you, unless you called him. You don't think Matt's <laughs> is showing up with his snake and saying, hey, give us a try? <laughs> no. No. Definitely not. No. Okay. All right. So uh, that was the, the big roof in the in the neighborhood just, just recently. So my whole point is, when is it okay to pitch your business or sell small business owners as yourself, so to speak. And when is it a little bit too annoying where it becomes a nuisance? Most people get off of work at about 5, 5.30. So they're out in prime time, 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, dinner time. People were really mad about eating. Well, I think it's, it's, and it's, two, it's two separate things, though, too, because like the door-to-door is one of those things where I, I have young kids and I will tell you right now, it's a struggle. Like all of us have children that like young kids, when you get them to sleep, if they wake up, like I get stabby. It's one of those things like you come knocking on my door at eight o'clock. Like is stabby a term? Is that a, is that a Bradley term? Is that a Florida term? I, and I would not be as fearful of me as my wife. Like, <laughs> If those kids were asleep and somebody came knocking on that door at eight o'clock, I you better hope that you were fast. She, that kid looked fast. She's like, double stabby. Yes. <laughs> oh so, so uh, if somebody Calista came by the house, they were selling the product, and it was let's say six six thirty seven o'clock. How would you feel and how would you react? And 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 what is an ideal time for you to have somebody come by the house to sell something? Um, I don't like anybody knocking on the door ever. I'm in sales, and so typically, and Thomas can vouch for this, if I open the door, I'm like, all right, so what are you selling? What's up? What do you want? And they'll usually get right to it and do their name drop or whatever. I was just talking to someone, so I'm like, let's just go ahead. I don't like anybody knocking on the door. I don't think he does either. You go ahead and weigh in, but I've seen you hide before. Yeah, like, he will literally go upstairs. I just keep knocking. <laughs> so if someone knocks on the door, you're like, eh, nobody's home. Do you run and hide? Do you... Depends. I don't run and hide. Yeah, but you kind of play, you know, you pretend, hey, we're busy. I'm not going to answer yeah. the, the door. And I think that's back to my point, I guess, when you look at all that, you want to make sure that um, the person can accept no. It's when they don't stop. So I have no problem with someone giving me a pitch. And if I'm interested, I can move forward. If not, it's just simple no should be it a simple no should be it yeah. I have a okay. soft spot for some of the younger kids too like you're talking about the hustle like if they're knocking on the door at seven o'clock like, all right man, what's going on what are you, what are you selling just get to it so, so i appreciate that that's okay so that's hard work you know that's, that's hustle so that was my opening tab was i'm okay with the kids my kid is big he's in college uh first year freshman um so for me, I can understand where Bradley's coming from for sure, is that 
if you put the kids down and they're resting, about to go to sleep, and someone comes and mess up your vibe, I wouldn't stab them like Bradley, <laughs> but I would be a little annoyed. Is that a metaphor? I thought that was a Florida thing. No. I thought it was a Florida thing. No. So that's my tab. So Bradley, the floor is yours. What do you have? All right. So last week I ended up, I, I flew back to Florida. So I went back for a few days to visit a friend that was down. Is, is that why you're wearing that ugly orange and blue hat? I, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a University of Miami Hurricanes fan. So I, I do not not like Florida. Florida State. Well, that's that's better. Okay. And in and in honor of the Olympics starting, I think Florida had a at least a dozen Olympians. How many Olympians did the University of Miami have? Wow, uh, that's a real uh, punch in the gut there. I really don't know. <laughs> I have to hog on the, uh, log on the interweb and find out because I do not know that. So, all right. But I'm always rocking. So, um, so I flew back and visiting a friend to um, kind of check in on him with some medical stuff. So ended up going down for a couple of days. And so my opening tab is, it, this is the first time that I've flown, like post like vaccine COVID okay. and stuff like that. So All right. I will say that the airports were interesting. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't fly out of CLT or Maine Charlotte. I flew out of Concord, which basically- it's A different like, experience. Have you ever flown out of Concord? Have you flown out of Concord? It is like um, it's a converted airport, like a hangar. It's like a it's like a shed compared yes. to Charlotte International Airport, where uh, not knocking Allegiant Airline. If you want to give us a sponsorship, I would fly for free all the time. Uh, they only have a few planes coming in and out. Um, you kind of have to pick your days, and, and you pay for everything. If they ain't got it, they ain't got it. Uh, you kind of have to get nickel and dime for your luggage. You carry on your window seat. There's no food. No. Well, they've and I think the pilots are fresh out of school. It, I'm, I'm lying. They, they're, it's not. It's not. They are well experienced experts. And so flying out of Concord in itself is one of those things that when we first moved here, we flew into Concord and it was Sanford in Orlando is small. Well, in comparison is a small airport where we were flying into that and i was like oh like concord's probably the same size when we flew in it's like literally into an industrial park where it's like um okay so uh there's no lines there's no waiting there's no nothing well the irony too is so we got tsa emma and i got tsa pre-check before all the craziness because so i was like oh we're gonna definitely be going back to orlando this will be awesome like it'll speed everything up Flying out of Concord, TSA, it's basically a difference of like, Tony's right there, I'm right here, he's going through this metal detector, I'm going, like, there's no... There's no way. Right? No. <laughs> no. So you're kind of paying for it, but you don't really need to pay for it. It was like $150 so that I don't have to take my belt and my shoes off. Okay. Very good. So... so at least so, flying through, at least flying through Concord. So, so uh, initially, Tom, I, I thought Tom was um, in the Navy. And he, he, he uh, assured me that he's not in the Navy, that, that he's in the Army. And, and, and Tom um, was like, yeah, we don't want to be called you know, people from the Navy. So I'm like, okay. So uh, during your time in flying or in the military, have you experienced different types of airports and different types of security? That's okay. We're, we're live. We're good. 
So have you experienced, uh, is, is there a preferred airport that you would fly to that you would think is a little bit more easier in certain cities? Anywhere except Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta's pretty, pretty busy. Busy and you're always delayed when you fly out. Okay. So right. I travel it's mostly. The world, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. All it's, right. I think Atlanta's a hub too. That like everything goes out of there. I think Delta. Yeah. Yes. I think Atlanta is a Delta um, I'm a hub. Okay. So so that's anything else from so, from your tab. So flying, it's one of those things too that I told I told my wife she might have murdered me for this too. Emma's got the. She like, doesn't listen to the podcast, so she does. She does. Okay, so, so you may want to watch what you say. Emma right. is one that like I love it. It, it's one of the things like it. It just makes me laugh sometimes. She has the face of like, uh, you probably shouldn't talk to me. Like in most cases. Um, so. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Emma. Don't kill me, but this is a true fact. There's this uh, RBF app that that goes around, and Emma's constantly. A little upset that she can't raise the bar on the RBF uh, of face thing there. And she goes, I'm smiling. This is wrong. Some people who don't even smile, they get like a 35 and she's trying her best. And she's like, screw you. This is wrong. So I need I need that face because I was on the flight to Orlando and there was this guy that was sitting next to me. And the entire time. I, I was trying, I mean, because it was just awkward conversations of like, like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm trying just to, like, I hate flying regardless, so, like, I'm, like, scared to death anyway. So the entire time, like, I'm trying to subtly, like, I'm playing my PSP, like, yeah, great. Like, I forgot to put my earbuds in. So Which is the universal sign, don't bother, don't bother me. Right. If someone <laughs> keeps bothering you and you have earbuds on, they're just being a total... You know, like, come on, dude, seriously. So the entire, so that's, you know, it's hard having that, that airplane etiquette because you don't want to necessarily be like, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to be that guy that like ends up on like a TikTok or YouTube video where like this person was yelling at this guy for trying to talk to him. Like, I didn't want to be, <laughs> so I'm subtly just trying to be like, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm glad that, yes, whatever, I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> yes, sir. Sure. Um, yes. I'm, so you're flying to where? Sure. You're going to visit the grandkids? Gotcha. Yeah, it was okay. one of those ones where I'm so luckily flying back. I remembered to put my earbuds in, and the guy that was actually next to me, I think, more so like was I think in fear that I was going to try to talk to him. So at least I had <laughs> so he gave you the universal sign. At least we had that mutual like we're not going to talk to each other. We're just going to sit here. And, All right. And, he gave you the look like yes, and I kind of did the same thing. Where I was like thumbs up, thumbs yes. up. Okay, earbuds, PSP. So. That's one one of the things that I've forgotten about flying that I'm definitely, you know, I'm the one that I need to put the earbuds in or have like the RBF face. Okay. All right. So that's Bradley's opening a tab. So like Tom, is there anything that's on your mind, on your plate that you that you want to let the audience know that's kind of kind of gnawing at you? Gnawing at you. Gnawing I, at I you. I do have something. Okay. And it's uh, from uh I don't know how far you go into saying company names and things it's, like it's that. Up, it's up to you. Like I say, we got like 10 listeners. So, so I mean, when, it, when, it may not get out. It may not. No one may, may ever hear it. But yeah. FedEx. And I'll let Calista weigh in on this too as well. Um, but them leaving the package in the garage. But, but just to let you know, we do not subscribe to the opinions of Tom and Calista. We will take your money. You should. 
we would, we would take the money. So no, just go ahead. So go ahead. So go ahead. So anyways, we I've waited on a package for two or three weeks. Next thing you know, uh, they come and uh, we track the package. They say it's already been delivered. There's one door here, and they said that they left the package in the garage. There's only one door. Do you there. have a garage? Not here. Okay. It's just right <laughs> so, so that was impossible, right? They impossible. could not leave it at the garage. Impossible. Okay. All right. So, and then you just have to go back through all the paperwork and everything to try to make it make it right again. So that's what's gnawing at me right now. Like, I wanted to argue about whether we have a garage or not. I'm like, we're on Main Street. I'm telling you, <laughs> we do not have a garage. There's no garage. We, well, that's where we left it. We actually had a friend in Orlando that was our neighbors that had a package that they said they delivered, and they said they took a picture of the door or that it was a red door. <laughs> It was red. It was a red door on Google Maps from like the six months before. So they're like, "Yeah, like our door was red six months ago." So like, probably the wow. driver, like Google Maps. Google Maps didn't just put it on there. All right. Yes, I so like this package, I'm gonna keep this one. <laughs> nice, sweet. All right. So once again, guys, we are live at Main Street Bistro at 109 South Main Street here in Historical Downtown Monroe with Tom and Callista. So. The reason why we're here, we want to celebrate small businesses and kind of get into get into the whole idea of, of um, how you got started and and kind of tell the audience type of cuisine that you have and your mission. So I, I can always do crack research before I come on the show. So uh, Tom was in the Navy. Army. Uh, Army. Um, <laughs> He was, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is all from Google stuff. Chef, uh, uh, cook, learned, went to Institute of somewhere in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania Institute of Culinary, a culinary Arts. Art, okay. And kind of his craft, um, kind of learned to be become a really good chef. Um, the food is extraordinary. So, Tom, uh, would you mind telling the audience your passion, why you do what you do, and why you guys are here? I don't know. I, it's just something that was born in me. You know, that people talk about I was born to be a musician or a ball player or what have you. I was just born to be a chef. Okay. Um, from second grade, I even put it down on a piece of paper, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? So, wow. second grade. I couldn't write my there. name in second grade. <laughs> I was slow. It didn't. I, I couldn't figure. Second grade, you knew what you wanted to do. I yeah. I, I did not. So Tommy, I was one of the things that he did in second grade was went to a book fair at his school and bought a peanuts cookbook. It was his very first cookbook. We have it over here in the restaurant frame. Like that's how young this started with him. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Wow, that is phenomenal. So you you were set. You know what you wanted to do. Yeah. You dove into it, started, and here you are. Yep. Started the half a half a day in high school, uh, going and cooking. Um, so Botech school, so I did my regular school and then went on to the Botech school. After that, I got out, went to the military, learned to cook in mass quantities for the troops. And uh, So did anyone ever complain? Like you have a few guys go, hey, Tom, that beef stroganoff you made the other day was not good. Did, did, did that ever happen to you while you were in the masses in the military? Uh, oh yeah, there were really? a couple things. Not necessarily directed me at a hundred percent, but <laughs> there, there's stuff that people don't like in the army. And really, you're, you're making for them. Wow. Okay. So things have changed too now. Bring it up to the military today, but uh, back in the '80s, uh, 
you got what you get. You ate what you were given. There was no uh, vegan options. No. <laughs> there was no gluten free going on. It was pretty much, it's what you got. Let's go. Okay. You, you cut the fat. You cut the flavor. You cut the fat. You cut the flavor. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Calista, uh, have a question for you, and I've been meaning to ask you this. Mainly, ask everyone who comes from this area. Is it Arkansas or Arkansas? It's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. Um, with the Razorbacks? Ever heard of them? Yeah, I have. Yep. I have. Uh, How many Olympics do they have? <laughs> <laughs> How many Olympic players do they have? Okay, all right. So uh, another question. Is the culture of Walmart kind of embedded in you if you come from Arkansas? Do you get a stipend if you're from Arkansas? <laughs> Does the Walton family help you guys out? I mean, so 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 really, so if there's if, if there's not a Walmart in the area that is not Arkansas, are you are you uh, uh, required to shop somewhere else? Well, we get weekly checks from Walmart. <laughs> we're on the payroll. Gotcha. Okay. It's a huge part of the culture. Yeah. I mean, it really did revolutionize retail. Yes, it has. So. It has. And once again, if you want to give us a sponsorship from Walmart, <laughs> um, I'm okay with that. Okay. All right, so Razorbacks is a Razorback a hog? Is it a hog? Is it a boar? Is a Razorback is a is all about hogs? Okay. Suey, yeah. Suey. Okay. So it's really all about the hogs. I know you're a fan. Don't pretend like you're not a fan. I remember Nolan Richardson and that team back in the back in the years. I mean, they were pretty damn good, and they won a few titles back back in the days. It, it, it's SEC, so. I, You've nailed the two things we're most proud of, the hogs and okay. Walmart. Yeah. All right. Uh, so can you do a suey call? Uh, I would, but I'm so loud. Like in here, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. No way. Really? <laughs> no suey? Okay. All right. That's okay. All right. We try. All right. So um, being a chef, I was looking back at some of these old movies. We do a, uh, we do a section called R&R. The R&R section is pretty much you review and reminisce old song, movie, or something. You kind of bring it back into now time. One, is it plausible? Is it real? And can that happen? So, Bradley. Yes. So the one that me and Tony were talking about this week is we're thinking about movies and especially like retro stuff. And we were talking about G.I. Joe since that had just come out. We're like, well, if we're going to Main Street, like Tom's a chef, he's ex-military. Perfect topic was Under Siege. So, not sure if that's one that you guys have seen. I have. <laughs> so, Tom, it, secret like ex like Navy SEAL Special Forces, like somebody came in here and tried to like take over downtown Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, we gonna, are we gonna go full blown like Steven Seagal mode? Or? We could, we could definitely go that route, but <laughs> I'd rather just beat them. <laughs> But I will say one realistic thing in that movie is he's locked in the cooler. I don't know if you remember that. He, they lock him in the cooler, and he's screaming at some guy to take the pies out of the oven. He doesn't want him to burn. So he, 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 he's worried about feeding the masses. That's he's, the chef mentality hey, right take there. those pies. Get them out. I, I know I know there's a terrorist attack, but take those pies out of the oven. I don't want to have to make them again. <laughs> So with that one, you know, and that's seeing those type of movies, like 
you know, Tony and I were talking about, like, do they actually stand up to, like, now where I don't know necessarily if for us growing up, like, I could watch that movie a million times over, like, Tony was, I was even like, there's a part two. Tony's like, there's a part two. Like, yeah, I didn't yes. know there was a part two, and it was called Dark something. Like, there, dark territory. Yeah, he's on, in Colorado. They're on a train. He's skiing on a vacation, which they went from the movie on the Navy ship. Now he's not on a ship. He's in Colorado, and they they tied it in, which Still goes with the whole sequel thing that we kind of deal with now. But I didn't even know there was an Under Siege 2. That's terrible. Neither did I. <laughs> wow. It wow. could have been straight to DVD. There's the... I don't ever remember that. It, in the it grossed. I, I was looking at the, the gross of it. The movie was made for like fifty million and it grossed one hundred and ten million. So back in those days, I was nineteen ninety five. So uh, Under Siege one was ninety two, and Under Siege two was nineteen ninety five. Okay. So Dark Territory, and Steven Seagal was still rocking a ponytail. Yes. What, uh, Tom? Have you ever rocked a ponytail? Never. <laughs> Calista, how do you feel Military. about how do you feel about Tom rocking a ponytail? I like the Okay. Okay. High, high and tight. Yep. High and tight. Okay. All right. All right. Which that you know that that made me think about it too. That if you put Steven Seagal like in his prime in this time, would those movies still be? Would those movies still be good? I think nowadays you could make a sequel to almost anything, and as long as you have some blowing up some cars and chasing and things like that, <laughs> that that you would be a pretty good. So, so I, so I think that nowadays, what there's a Fast and Furious nine, which I didn't know there was the other Fast and Furious in between, which we talked about last week. So yes. So you, I, I think you can make uh, any movie nowadays stand up. So, Tom, um, so far since you've been here, has the restaurant, the location. Uh, what what made you choose this location? Has it kind of uh, lived up to what you thought it would be from a location standpoint? Yes, and I think it has a lot more potential too. But when I look at the the space here, um, it's located right on Main Street in downtown Monroe. Um, there's a theater across the street. There's lots of uh, pubs now coming into the area, so there's stuff to do. There's more of a nightlife, so um, I think that. In us bringing to the table too some of the nightlife too. So, uh, Calista, um, I know you guys downsize, got a little lofty area type of deal. How is that going as far as space is concerned? Do you feel like you missed the big giant house, or you feel like you're kind of okay? Okay. Well, I laugh too because whoever bought your house yeah. works for my company. Yeah. Um, so when I drove by, I was like, "There's consistently been the same truck out there." Like, not not throwing the company out there, uh, but I was like, "Oh, like." So it, it's funny. I laugh now. I'm like, well, there's the. You, you kind of get used to the routine, and you kind of miss the truck being there. Is what you're saying. 
well, you know, especially seeing somebody from my company too, like old school, like Orlando, like I would have known pretty likely, like at least because it's a smaller pocket of people. Um, but now, you know, especially well, getting back into the office, it's starting to broaden up now. But especially like a lot of the field guys um, don't necessarily know a ton of field people from from Charlotte yet. So. Okay. So once again, guys, we are here in historical downtown Monroe at 109 South Main Street at the Main Street Bistro with Tom and Calista. Also, if you have any issues, which they have the best bathroom I've ever seen down here, it smells of of of, of oak, of cedar, cedar, cedar uh, done by the one and only um, Matt at Master Tech Plumbing, the right way, everyday plumbers. If you're ever in town and have an issue with the bathroom, please give Matt a call at 980-613-8587. Master Tech Plumbing, the right way, everyday plumbers. So we're gonna come back on the other side and we're gonna get into some of your favorite dishes that you like to cook, um, what's your main theme for the restaurant. And we're also gonna kind of get into um, if you had to tell anyone uh, a main reason to come down and experience the cuisine, what should they um, expect? I mean, that, that we'll, we'll get to that on, on the other side and kind of break down um, pretty much what you're all about and what you have to offer here at the Main Street Bistro. So like, listen, share, subscribe. Uh, the right way, everyday plumbers, Matt, my boy, check him out. Um, we will come back on the other side, get a little bit deeper into uh, the small business industry, the restaurant industry, how you're doing post COVID, and uh, what makes you tick. All right, like, listen, share, subscribe, the Barrage Podcast. guys welcome back to the barrage podcast we are here at 109 south main street at the main street bistro with tom and Callista at their new fabulous downtown historic location talking about what else food and a few pop culture items or issues so before we left to break uh, we had a few questions uh, we wanted to kind of get into from a chef standpoint so so bradley uh, let's kind of dig into it and see uh, what we have in our bag. That's okay. not too. Um, that's not too bad. Shipping. Mainly just fun questions. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, you, you guys picked up. So I know we had a couple questions for Tom about stuff that he likes to cook and things like that. So, Calista. You know, so one of the questions that Tony and I had. So since you know Tom's here most of the day, when at home. Does he still like to cook at home, or is it? To, does it turn into a lot of takeout? So, really, um, Thomas absolutely adores cooking, but this is what he does full time. And 
if there's one night a week, I, well, as a matter of fact, I don't know the last time we've cooked in the kitchen. Like it's takeout from somewhere for us every night and we're trying to support the local restaurants. So, okay. I mean, our kitchen's not used. Now, is it one where, like, do you ever bug him and be like, why aren't you cooking at home? Yeah. <laughs> no, because he does it all day. That would be like him asking me why I'm not selling software in off hours. Like, no, I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> all right. So, you know, if you guys are doing a lot of takeout, cuisine wise, like, do you get, you know, I won't say necessarily like burned out of like kind of similar like stuff when you're at home. Is there anything that you gravitate more towards or like, you know, since you guys are cooking a particular food here, like at home, do you guys like do a complete polar, like 180 opposite where like, just home cooking, drive-throughs, Bojangles, same thing everybody's doing. We're just trying to eat on the run and finish the rest of the day. So, no. So, if you had to pick one thing outside of here that you would, there'll be like your guys' go-to like takeout. Chinese food. Chinese. Love Chinese food. Yeah, I love Chinese okay. food. Okay. God, it's so good. Anywhere in particular around here? So. Funnily enough, there's a place in Charlotte that I love called Baudin. It's over in South Park. And okay. we will drive 40 minutes to go get takeout. And wow. Callie's really good. You know, we got the teenager that's driving, so she'll go fetch it. <laughs> Sometimes we eat that on Sunday, but yeah, it's so good. Okay. There's a there's Chinese restaurant down here. We just, you know. Well, if it's good, too. I mean, yeah. that's one of those things that I, when I went back to Orlando, there was, I literally, well, I ate my way somewhat around <laughs> Orlando. <but there> were, <laughs> I was calling. So you put on a few pounds when you went to Orlando is what you're trying to say? I was trying to be good. I still worked out like, which laughingly, I, so I have, like I said, I have the TSA pre-check. I was like, I did, I, I got flagged for my bag. I had a, you know, post children. I will never go anywhere without like a thing of wet wipes now. hundred percent. Like they travel, it's a staple. I travel with them. I had the I had these workout ropes in my backpack in my backpack that legit looked like nunchucks. So I was like, I was convinced of like, if anything flags in my bag, it's going to be these things. I'd be like, what the hell are these? If anything, the nunchuck looking things didn't get flagged. It was a pack of wet wipes. They, so, they thought they were what what I, happened? To that? I guess since it was just a big pack, I don't know if it was the moisture or whatever. Like legit, I stood. For like 20 minutes as they search through my stuff they're like hey, dude, what are you i'm like oh, man, yeah i don't have anything in my bag like i have a razor <laughs> was that because it was it looked like a it's a liquid form or something I guess is that so, that it might have been condensed she went through my bag like literally tore it apart and she's like i'm gonna just have to rescan everything and put it back through and finally she's like it's these i'm like gotta be joking like, <laughs> i have these workout ropes that look like legit look like nunchucks like and those like she's like oh those are fine like those were okay okay so wow but i so i tried to work out while i was in orlando but i did eat my i ate my way around orlando like there's a bunch of little local spots that i love and there's this sandwich shop that's amazing that i I would drive the 40 minutes, 100% every time, and so they opened up one that was close by to where my old office was, so I went, like, I actually made it a point, and I went full-blown, like, fat kid mode, and, like, I, hey. I ate three sandwiches. Three sandwiches? In one sitting, it was terrible. Now, were these, like, small, like, no. slider-type deal, or were they full-blown entree-style sandwiches? Yeah, I, you would have, you would have been, like, Brad, you're... You're terrible. doing you're doing too much here. Yes. You guys wasted all of that all that workout stuff that you've been doing. You kind of totally 
blowing it away. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. Right. I had a pork belly sub. I had a roast beef sub. And then there was, like, this breakfast one that is amazing. So the lady. The, you had me at pork belly sub. It, uh, it's called the Ninja. It's amazing. Wow. But the, the girl that runs it, it's her husband. And so kind of similar setup that she owned, or she runs the one location. Her husband runs the main location. Um, so she laughed, she looked at me and like laughed when I was like, she's like, you want three? I'm like, uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> so. Sir, are you sure you want three sandwiches? Oh, yeah. One is enough, sir. Are you sure? You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty like, sure. I'm making up for lost time right now. Hundred so, percent. So, so Calista, um, is there a, a favorite entree that either you or Tom has come up with that twofold question you like to make? That if someone asks, "What I go?" That's one of my favorite things that we like to make. And the second part of the, of, of the question is, is it one of the more one of the more popular items on the menu? Yeah, so he, um, Italian is his specialty. He does this really great uh, blackened chicken alfredo, and it's becoming one of the best sellers here. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, okay, chicken alfredo. I will vouch for that. Okay. That's what I got last time, it was awesome. So, um, and I guess the, the other thing is I, I had question-wise was, is there a time when, uh, you know, you may have a customer or two or three or four, that will come in and say, I want that entree what you're making, but I want all these things out of the entree that makes the entree the entree because of whatever reason. They have an allergy or they would like this on the side. Is that something that kind of, is that something that's plagued in the industry? I think, you know, people have specific dietary requirements or taste requirements and Thomas will try to accommodate everything. I mean, he really does want to make a dish that you enjoy whatever way that you enjoy it. Um, now some of the sauces have certain things in them, right? Mm -hmm. So you may not be able to accommodate it, but it's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah, right. big deal. So uh, I must say that um, he makes a incredible banana foster. You must order it. It is absolutely delicious. It is the best, best dessert menu I have from any restaurant. Banana foster. Yeah, it's got like banana liqueur in it. It's got ice cream. We'll get you one. We'll get oh, one tonight. It's warm. So try it. It's yummy. It's fattening. It's so good. Uh, one thing about Matt. Matt is a uh, a food connoisseur. If Matt says something is good, more likely it's good. Uh, Bitten, on the other hand, uh, he he's still he hungry. Said, he said that the best cheeseburger was at some dump. It wasn't, a, it wasn't the best cheeseburger. Tom and Calista have the best cheeseburger compared to that dump that Ben was talking about. <laughs> so, uh, when it comes to steaks, let's say red meat burgers, like my, my, my wife, she has to eat a well-done burger. So, I'm, I'm, I'm more medium, um, medium well, kind of in that area right there. I remember once we went to a restaurant and the uh, the chef and the waiter uh, was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, what? He was like, no, I'm not going to cook that for you because he told her, you are ruining the meat. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because uh, we were at a place that they specialize in seafood and steaks. Um, it was on some, it was a, uh, DeVito was on South Beach, just a fancy place. I don't even know they're still in business or not. They're Dane DeVito, whatever. And uh, 
we went to this, this, this fancy uh, dinner. She asked for the steak. But of course, the price is not on the, the menu. So the guy knew when she asked for the price, he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, we cannot make that for you because you probably should pick something else because you, you're totally ruining the meat. And she was like, really? And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, pick a seafood entree. You know, stay away from that because this beef has been aged forever. How many years? It and... is actual four hundred dollar steaks. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. Wa like wagyu and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't want to overstep that. Yeah. No. So and, and steak is one of those things that like hamburger you can do well done. You know that's what, but like it, it it's a fine line because like steak I don't want it like mooing, but I don't want it like it's been like flame through or like charcoal like. Like so you don't want a hockey puck? No, absolutely not. But I will say to like that point with like the well done, which well done, it's kind of arguable in certain points. We went out with like family members at one point, and there was one of my family members that ordered steak, and then we're like, "Can I have it with ketchup?" Like, ask for ketchup. Oh, and I was, it, I was one of those ones. Where if, if this was a television medium, Matt's face. I think I just ketchup. gasped. Did you Ket hear me? I was like, hey. Matt's face was in shock. I think I just threw up in my mouth. Ketchup. <laughs> where I was, you could see the weight, and I was embarrassed because I'm like, there's no way that they just for ketchup. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was one of those ones where, as they were eating the steak, 100, it was it had ketchup on it. And you just need to come on down to Main Street Bistro and have the fillet and the jumbo shrimp, and you can eat with something very good. Well, there I, you go. I could eat. Why could Why could be bringing up shellfish? Well, yeah, unless you have a shellfish allergy, and it would kill you. I have an EpiPen. Just let you know. <laughs> I'm dying to use it on someone. You know, I I had a buddy who would eat Benadryl prior to seafood. And he took the chance. He's in Miami, South Florida, seafood's everywhere. And he would pump himself with Benadryl and still eat the shellfish. There's been moments where I've actually like contemplated where I was like, I, I mean, I've had friends that have like, I'll, I'll stab you. I'm like, I don't want to get stabbed. But like at the same time, I miss seafood so much. <laughs> <laughs> like shrimp. Latrice was eating like crab stuffed mushrooms. I'm like, God. Which are phenomenal, by the way. I would just go in the shop. He's going to shop. Well, wow. And oysters. I miss oysters. Wow. So, being a Florida boy, all that fresh seafood down there, you kind of, you can't so touch we, it. We went out to eat on Saturday and ended up at the spot that we stopped at. Like, there's an oyster bar that I love. I mean, it was one that they would shuck for you right there. I knew, like, we had Rick and Tom. They would end up, they would shuck, and it would be awesome. I mean, I would... I could eat through oysters. I mean, to the point of like, no, like you'd be like, I don't know how the hell you ate that many. <laughs> how did you put those down? What are you doing? Yes, hundred percent. Wow. And every like, every time I drove by it, when because the friend that I stayed with, her her and her husband's house is like right down the street. So every time I drove by there, I literally shook my fist out of the car like, damn you, <laughs> every time. So yes. Well, so uh, I mean, you mentioned. Chinese food was one of one of your favorite uh, foods that you like. Um, is there any other food that you miss 
from Arkansas or that you grew up on that you kind of like, man, when I go back, I'm stopping at this place. It's only local. We only know about it. And I don't care how how not healthy it is or what it does, I want it. Yeah, so let's talk about barbecue because okay. where I'm from, it's beef and it's chicken and it's like a sweeter barbecue sauce. You've you just been thrown out of the state. Yeah, right. They threw out of the state. Pork, and vinegar. Yeah, it's vinegar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, here it's I, yeah, and I grew up with my relatives smoking meat over the weekend and so it's just a different flavor, a different experience. You, you don't get that here. Yeah. I love Carolina barbecue, don't get me wrong, but I kind of miss some of that home cooking. So I didn't know what barbecue was when I first moved out here because I'm from New Jersey. And barbecue is when you go outside and open the grill and put things on it and close it. It's to do, it's to barbecue like a verb. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to barbecue. And then I ate it here. That's disgusting. I'm not reading <laughs> Barbecue? He has been kicked out of the state as well. Wow. So you're not a fan of the pulled pork? No, not the vinegar packs. Not vinegar, not mustard, not brown, not oh. gross. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm a connoisseur of all things barbecue. I do like this flake. I like the I like the dry rub, like sweeter, like. But because in Florida, that's we get a lot more of the kind of like out western. Like you don't get a lot of the vinegar based stuff. So more of the Texas type stuff is what yes. we kind of get. Like a sweeter sauce. Yeah. 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 Or like dry rub, like stuff like that. But like, I yeah, I love barbecue. But that's so Matt, like being from like Jersey, like Pennsylvania area. So that's always the thing that like jokingly, like especially in Florida, and I haven't really found like a super good cheesesteak like like the go to like I had my I had a spot back home where people would say like, Oh, I'm gonna go eat a Philly cheesesteak. Gino's Gino's. Gino's so, Gino's is the best place in Philly to get Gino's the best place to get with Wiz. Okay. You know, there right. so Okay. In my opinion, uh -oh. it, is, it is not a Philadelphia <laughs> cheesesteak unless it has cheese whiz on it. Okay. If, All it, right. doesn't exactly have, right. if, if it doesn't have cheese whiz, it's just a cheese steak. That's right. And my buddy argued, he's like, well, it's a Philly, like it's not a Philly cheese. If it does not have like processed or fake cheese whiz slathered all over it, it's I not did not know that. Yes. Interesting. Same as the nuclear shutdown where you put cheesesteak with cheese sticks and other garbage, you put everything you can onto it and just try to eat it. You know, is, that a, <laughs> is that a Jersey thing? It is a Jersey thing. And it's called a nuclear it's bomb? Called a, it's called a nuclear shutdown. A nuclear shutdown. And that's... Because after you eat it, you're going to nuclear shutdown. <laughs> and that is why Matt got into plumbing. But <laughs> uh, yeah, right. yeah. It's seen, it fits right in. It right in. So what's... You talked about barbecue. In the U.S. kind of said you're used to the smoked uh, style of or barbecue. Is there a place that when you go home that you say, this is the best barbecue joint in this area? You know, it's not really, uh, he owned a restaurant, but my uncle makes some of the best barbecue. Your uncle? Yeah, just like from some of the, the cookouts and things that we did. We have a very large family, but not a specific place. No, I, I like this barbecue. Okay. Yeah. All right, so ribs, beef, or pork? Uh, okay. Pork. Pork, yeah. pork ribs. All that yummy fat. Yes. So that's a perfect segue because in America, we think we make the best barbecue. Yes. Um, 
um, there's some Koreans who may have some different opinion because Korean barbecue is pretty good. Korean barbecue is legit. It's different though. Right? So there's some things that we do very, very well in this country. Uh, so going through the Olympics the other day, and there's a lot of things that we do well that we should win in. And there was a few things that I had in, my, in mind. There was the basketball team, it's pretty good. They lost, and it was a shock. Um, women's, um, soccer women's soccer smashed. lost their uh, winning streak. It was it was a shock. Um, I didn't know that shooting yes. is an Olympic sport. Yep. Okay. So I'm like, okay, we should do pretty good in that. No. No? no. So I was thinking, what sport in the Olympics that if we lost, we would be outraged that we lost, but we don't really care about? Softball. Uh, basketball, definitely. So, are we are we are we dominant in badminton? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> bowling, we, bowling. We had talked about. Are we like, dominant in bowling? Really? Hmm. I mean, that's one like some of the obscure sports too are ones that usually like women's fencing is one that we usually smash in. That I, I mean, I would be surprised, but I like the random weird Olympic sports. Which like starting starting tonight and into the morning, I will be. I'm gonna wake up at like four o'clock in the morning and watch. Why would you do that? It's every four years, yeah. and it's the random. Gymnastics. It's Saturday. Gymnastics would be another one that if we lost Simone Biles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like, is she is amazing. Better than yeah. that girl. She's no, amazing. None of the phenomenal. Ice skating is a beautiful thing to watch. I- ice skating. Okay. So I was thinking one of the things I like to watch. It's fencing. Yes. I like to watch fencing. I have no idea how they score points. <laughs> I know that someone touches you with the. Is it? Is, are they called swords? Are they, uh, are they, no. It's, what, uh, what are they called? What is the fencing tools called? Are they called fencers? Foils. 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 Okay, foils. So that uh, always intrigued me. Yeah. Um, ping pong. Table table tennis. The amazing speed that you can play at ping pong or table tennis is phenomenal. I don't know how the ball doesn't fly off the uh, table. That makes, makes sense. Table tennis, right? So you no. guys, you will laugh. That's what I'm waking up for. You're waking up for table tennis. Wow. So, listen. Is there any any sport in the Olympics that you have to watch? I love the gymnastics. I just gymnastics. Love it. I think it's That's such. It. Just their bodies, the art, just the discipline, the strength. Like Simone Biles, like mm-hmm. she's just top of her game. How can you not watch that and respect it? I'm always so afraid that they're gonna hurt themselves. Oh, yeah. It is so terrifying. So that is something that I'm at the edge of my seat, focus on when I watch the women's gymnastics, especially the tumbling right. and vaulting. Yes, the vaulting. Yeah. I am like on the edge of my seat holding my bra. So yeah, like, oh I'm my like, gosh. man, they could break something or hurt something or twist something. How do they come down in the perfect spot what is and the, stick them in? The other one's the was the uneven bars, or the one that's that one always looks like you're good. You're gonna is it parallel down. or is it uneven bars? Was it uneven? One that goes from top to bottom. bottom yes. Yeah. Uneven bars. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm clumsy, and there would be, you would be the one, like, 
I would eat a Tony there because <laughs> it I actually would... stresses me out to watch the balance. Beam. The balance because it's so narrow. That is another one. And they're flipping, and they're just. It's, How can they land? I don't know. Them? Without and I forgot, like I think they said that that bar is some crazy. Like it's only like three inches, like, of, the, like four inches wide, I think. Like four inches wide, that's your bar. So the discipline in that. When you're a kid and your mom goes, "Hey, uh, we're gonna sign you up for gymnastics," or the kid goes to the mom and goes, "Hey, mom, gymnastics, sign me up." I mean, the, the heart pattern you have to be, man. That is serious. Did you know the hospital bills are coming along with it? <laughs> well, Flynn saw some miles today. We were watching the okay during the Olympics. They have the, like the Olympic Channel where it's like nonstop all day, every day. So we were watching some of the previews for the gymnastics, and Simone Biles was on there, like doing the crazy vaulting stuff. And my old, my five-year-old is 100% me. That he's probably gonna be the clumsy one. That he's like, I want to do that. Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> please don't. No. So he he's focused when it comes to the Olympics. That's something that he wants to do. He saw the gymnastics stuff and was like, "This is awesome." And then, of course, you know, five-year-old, like, I'm gonna like turn everything into a lightsaber he saw fencing and he's like it's like they're lightsaber fighting it's amazing he is so. correct they are lightsaber fighting yes yeah so, so if you could uh one sport that you would want to do in the olympics what would it be so i would have i wanted to be a gymnast gymnast as you okay. can see i'm five ten and okay. a half so that didn't work out very well but when i was younger i was flipping off the of furniture and i just idolized the gymnasts i think it's just such a beautiful magical thing, the way they move their bodies and the energy. Yeah, okay. So that was my dream. That was your dream, to be it's a over. <laughs> <laughs> You still got time, no? Are we, are we done? Yeah. What, like 23, 24, 25, they're kind of like done? Six feet of me right now, working about balance, <laughs> being with my coordination. No, thank you. That uh -huh. would not happen. That would not happen. Um, so for me, don't know why, but I always thought that I can be good at rowing. It seems okay. so easy and smooth. They're like, and they're, they're kind of pushing the, the paddle. But uh, doing CrossFit and doing rowing, my shoulders hurt like crazy. So it's not something that I would actually do. But I was enamored on the speed and how fast the little, are the boats, what are the boats called rowers? I have no idea what they're called. The little small boats as they skim and dash across the water, they, they move so fast. Garby boots? Garvey boats? Garvey boats. Okay. And they're very fast. And they're very fast. So that's something that I thought that I could probably do. And I'm the wrong size for that. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm too short. I got to be a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. I've seen some people that were not super tall that were in there. So so there was hope for me. Yes. There was oh, hope okay. for me. All right. So we are at 109 South Main Street here in downtown Monroe at Main Street Bistro. Uh, special guest, Tom and Calista. Tom is uh, in the back doing what he does best, working. Um, I'm bringing out the dishes. And uh, Calista is here. And we have Matt here, here as well. So if you guys are in downtown Monroe, wherever, uh, want to come and get some really good Italian um, homegrown food, check out Main Street Bistro. Um, and, and after that, if you want to eat a, a nuclear reaction, <laughs> nuclear shutdown, nuclear shutdown uh, check out uh, Matt at Master Tech Plumbing. You're going to find that in Rutgers. When, 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 you, when you finish uh, your nuclear 
shut down in, in Rutgers, New York? New Jersey. New Jersey. See, see, New Jersey. see I've, I've, I've totally, I've got some people who are totally want to kill me right now. They don't know what food trucks are here. <laughs> <laughs> so give Matt a call at 980-613-8587. So we are going to come back on the other side and we're going to get into a little bit of something that we call this or that. This or that uh, special chef addiction. Uh, Tom and Calista will, will definitely um, um, a, a few surprises for him. There is a few questions that we may tailor just for this show, just for this edition. So like, listen, share, subscribe to the Barrage Podcast. Check out Master Tech Plumbing. Matt, give Matt a call. Uh, the Right Way Everyday Plumbers and have your, your, your uh, nuclear shutdown or meltdown or explosion. Matt will bring his snake and fix things up because he's the best. Clean the pipes. Matt will clean the pipes. So check us out, guys. Like, listen, share, subscribe. The Barrage Podcast. Be back on the other side. Everybody, welcome back to the Barrage Podcast. If we're live at Main Street Bistro, I'm uh, definitely picking up, especially as we get into the early evening. Uh, business is definitely a booming, which is a good thing these guys this afternoon evening. So we're going to pick back up and kind of circle back in, talk to talk to Calista a little bit more about uh, some of the restaurant, especially in particular the interior design, which is amazing, absolutely so, stunning. So, Calista, with the, the setup, what um, you know, what was kind of the the thought, or what was the inspiration for some of the, the decoration in the restaurant? You know, it's a funny story. Um, you guys know, lived in the same neighborhood, right? We just sold our house and we downsized. A lot of the artwork, the paintings in here, were in our home that I did not want to. Tony, I know you're so surprised. Really? Yeah. So, a lot of the things were in our home that I did not want to part with. I've always loved big, gold, chunky frames. Um, they have kind of a warmth to them. You don't see them a whole lot in today's modern design. That's true. So, yeah, I wanted it to be um, intimate and warm. Okay. And, and a little bit kind of funky, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I could point out some of the things that were in the house. The the coffer that's on the wall is from my aunt who passed away. That was in her house, so that's kind of a nod to her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the cats over there, I mean, those are our cats. <laughs> those are our cats in that painting. <laughs> um, and those are Thomas's cutting boards. Yeah, so it's just, it started out preserving some of what we had in our home, but then it just grew to me acquiring some different mirrors and frames and different things. And I think it turned out cool. Matt picked the color on the wall. He was the inspiration for the color behind the wall. So, yeah. So, those are actual are cutting boards, boards that, yeah. that he used. Those are his that he uses for catering. Yeah. That is phenomenal. He's got a ton of cutting boards. So, if you ever need one, just let me know. <laughs> so, he's the one uh, we go on Facebook and say, hey, does anybody have an extra cutting board? Um, uh, he would be the easier guy. Or a paddle. Yeah. <laughs> or There's paddle. one that's probably a pretty good paddle over there, yeah. There's one thing I want to point out that I'm kind of intrigued with, well, there's two things. Uh, the bar with the pennies. Yep. Um, I think someone told me how many pennies was in there, but 
of course, um, I'm getting old and I totally forgot. Uh, what was the inspiration without uh, regarding putting the pennies into the bar? So um, Matt was really helpful. He and Thomas built the actual bar, the wood that's on there. Um, but the pennies, just because they're warm, right? They're copper, they're gold. It just gives off that nice shine. And we wanted the whole restaurant to be warm. And when you walked in, you're like, hey, this is cool. All right, I can eat here. And yeah. I like it. So, yeah. But truly, um, there's a bar up in Raleigh that when we go visit our daughter, they have pennies on top. So kind of stole the idea from her. Okay, very cool. All right. So how many pennies are in the actual bar? Honest to goodness, I don't know. Matt, I think, knows because he and Thomas did it. But a lot. I don't know. <laughs> Matt says there's a lot of pennies, which is very uh, descriptive. Around 18,000, right? It's about 180 bucks. Yeah, 180 take bucks. a penny or two, but yeah, it's it's about a what is that? 100 times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if I was down lot. on my luck, I can get 180 bucks. Yeah, if you can carry that thing out of here, absolutely. <laughs> we'll cut you a chunk of the bar off. They were tough to get too because of the, co the coin shortage. Yeah. Oh, the coin shortage. Yeah, right. That, make, that makes sense. Um. So the other thing too, the moose head. What moose? Or the. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's Thomas. He says, every time anybody asks about the moose, tell them you don't know what they're talking about. That was in my office at the house. That's my oh, moose. Really? I really? love it. Yeah, it came from um, Grandin Road. Okay. It's huge. It's like three feet by like whatever. It's cool, right? <laughs> so is the checkerboard or the, I guess, Harlequin pattern type, is called. Yeah, what was it called? Harlequin pattern. Harlequin pattern. Mm -hmm. uh, was, did that come like that? Yeah. So no extra painting. You found it. Somebody had that in mind. Straight from Grandin Road. Yep. Wow, that's that's phenomenal. It's cool, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, the gold paintings that are on the wall. The description. I know people wonder what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a uh, two giant frames, gold outside. Um, there's a gentleman wearing a, a trench coat, um, long black trench coat, all the way down to his feet almost. And there's a woman wearing. Uh, Kind of an, it's a little fuzzy. She's also wearing a long black dress with a, a black hat. It almost looks like to me. Have you seen a bunch of scary movies before? <laughs> no, really. Someone, like, someone came in and was like, is this a Harry Potter themed dress? Well, and I was like, no. well some of the movies uh, where there's the pictures that come alive and they're kind of scary. They're crawling, moving. I almost expect that to happen when they I look at cool, though, those pictures. Yeah. Like the, the guys are gonna turn around, and look at me, and, and you could find that in a Steven Spielberg movie. Yes, and it, um, it's almost one of those things. Like I love like old school, like Victorian era stuff, where like it almost reminds me of like steampunk stuff. Which yes. I love like the steampunk like. You so, don't see this stuff every day, no. right? So no. I don't think it'd be too much of a stretch for us to decorate for Halloween. Oh, here. you <laughs> are right in the spot. Which would probably be an awesome theme if you had here, like a little Halloween shindig, yeah. and, uh, and they could people can match up with the old Victorian type style of stuff you got going on. There is going to be a pub crawl in here or down here in Halloween or down here for Halloween, and uh, we will decorate for that. So, uh, it's so, awesome. so tell us more about this pub, this, this pub crawl. Yeah, so um, as you know, there are a lot of breweries and bars coming to the area, and so they get together and they have an event where you can go from one to the next and hop around. Um, they just did one, I think it was in July, for right? Summer. But there's a yeah, there's yeah. a summer pub crawl, a huge hit, hit the bars around, and then there's one slated for Halloween too. That's so that was going to be pretty slick. There's also Homebrew down the street, which is a um, a brew like a um, 
smoothie place and beer place. I've heard great things a, about it. Oh, it's great. And they're doing a speakeasy event. From, from you. You're, you're, some of your posts I've seen you say, man, this, these smoothies the are smoothies are so good. Tremendous. They, they've had them, like, I think, evaluated for nutritional value, you know, different benefits and things like that. But they're doing a speakeasy event um, next weekend, which I think yeah. we're going to participate in. Dress up in period costume. You'll see more coming out wow. on Facebook about that. But to that get people awesome. down here to... 100% all in on that. <laughs> so Monroe is happening down here. I mean, yeah. it is absolutely phenomenal. So Matt, will you partake in that speakeasy or will you be dressed up? Uh, no, I, I don't think I will yet. Oh, but I, know what is, I know what is coming is uh, Calista's asked me to play my horn. Yes. Uh, okay. And that is coming to make everybody here bistro loud and clear. So you're going <laughs> to make a little live music venue type thing, which you plan playing some... What's your go-to music? I mean, what are you what are you going to be playing when you're going to be playing there? Uh, modern. Everybody wants to hear Billy Joel, Elton John. You know all the all the all the all the classics. Are you going to play some Metallica with that that tattoo you have on your arm there? No, sir. <laughs> so you can't kind of trump that out. No Metallica no. on the horn there. No, sir. I'm not that good. No, 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 no. That would be perfect for the Halloween thing. You know. So yeah. You come down, play some Inner Sandman. Yes. People walking around dressed up in garb. Hard, no, no hardcore death metal. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, speaking <laughs> of the Halloween, you know, when you come into Clistonville's restaurant, they always have the laugh of the day. And today, okay, it's what type of pasta do they serve at the haunted house? Okay, what type of pasta is it? It would be the fettuccine Alfredo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, very good. And that's Matt at, from Master Tech Plumbing, the right way everyday plumber. Um, so we play a little game that we call this or that. Um, it's just a quick playoff on you got to choose one side or the other. Um, there are no wrong answers except by me judging you. <laughs> okay. And that's and, and we won't judge you here. We judge you later. Yeah, when right. we leave, like, can you believe her? <laughs> can you believe that? So. So here's a few things that we're going to do from a chef um, edition here. So we kind of touched on something already a little bit. We talked about some barbecue. That was one of the questions. Barbecue or grilling, which term do you use? To grill out. Grill out. Yeah, grill out. Grill out. Okay. So yeah. you're definitely not a North Carolinian because barbecuing is everything, grilling out and everything. Okay, and then you kind of already touched on the sauces and stuff. One of the favorite around here is the golden mustard South Carolina type stuff. Yes. Are you traditional sauce or are you, uh, do you mind that, that, that mustard base? I, I tend to go for like the sweet tomato still, just that sweet element because of where I was raised. Yeah. Okay, all right. Dukes versus Hellman's. Hellman's all the way. You are definitely. I know I gotta leave the state. Yeah, you gotta leave the state. Yeah. I grew up in Arkansas. Yeah, they love Hellman's. It's so good. You definitely have know. to leave the state. You know, yeah. they, they both have their own purpose. Okay. You know, for Dukes, it's great for sandwiches. It's great, but Hellman's is better for pasta salads. It, it just depends on what you're using it for. I thought okay. you were gonna say it's for the trash. I knew there was like something coming here. Because yeah. people are pretty passionate about their mayonnaise for sure. Okay. So I know that you guys have beer and wine. So when it comes to wine, are you a red or a white? You know, I'm somewhat un I'm somewhat uncultured. I'm okay. like a Zinfandel. Yeah, I don't you like drink whatever. a whole lot. Yeah. No. Just no. Like whatever. Sweet. Yeah. no, that's good. All right. 
So long as it tastes sweet. A little bit sweet-ish and dry, yeah. So you're not gonna like take a swig, swiggle in your mouth, hold your nose up and say, this is a, this is a, a Chante Bordeaux from 1978 in the middle of France. You're not gonna do that. It would be wasted on me. <laughs> I'm just not that cultured, no. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, another question would be grilled or fried? From a chef standpoint, easier and more tasty, grilled or fried? Depends on what it is, really. Um, grilled chicken, fried chicken, I don't know, it just depends. But probably grilling is easier, less mess, Okay. Right? But fried chicken, oh my gosh. So on the fried chicken thing, uh, Popeyes or Bojangles? Ooh. See, where I grew up, I mean, Popeyes is popular, but I'm I think Bojangles puts they them to shame. So Bojangles good. definitely puts them to shame. Popeyes is too greasy. It's that Cajun kind of, like the seasoning, just a little Cajun bit of bite seasoning, to it. Yep. A little bite to yep. it. All right, so Tony, same question for you. Okay. Coming from Tibet, so <laughs> Bojangles or Popeyes? Uh, I'm going to. KFC. I, I'm, you know, I, I, no, I really do. <laughs> Kind of when I was a kid, oh really? Matt's making a vomit face here. <laughs> I, I I grew up eating KFC. To be honest with you, I did. I grew up eating KFC. I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> but Popeyes would be the the choice. Yeah. My ultimate favorite though, where I grew up, is Church's Chicken. If you've oh, ever yes. eaten at Church's uh, yeah, Chicken, yes. that is sure. number one right there. Beats Church's everybody. Chicken is good. Yeah. So good. There's not too many around here. We have the whole bow time and Bojangles and seems that Bojangles sponsors everything and everybody around here. I mean, from the, the Panthers. Bojangles and, for breakfast is legit. Yes. Like, for lunch or dinner, I would go Popeyes 100% of the time. So do you get the chicken biscuit type sandwich kind of thing? And do you say sandwich or sandwich? Sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> Give me a sandwich. 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 And we didn't have Bojangles in Orlando, so moving here where it's like Bojangles capital, like my older one, like Flynn, so my five-year-old wanted to go to Bojangles for breakfast, and he's used to like McDonald's, like biscuits and stuff like that. Where I was like, "We'll go to Bojangles." He's like, "Well, I want five of them," and I'm like, "You don't understand the size." I'm like, "If you can eat five of these, I'll I'll get them for you." And I got him one biscuit, and he was mind blown. So, breakfast, hundred percent Bojangles all day long. The best chicken, the best fried chicken in this area, is the Chicken King in Rock Hill. Please check it out. No, no. What about Price's Chicken? I was just going to say, Price's Price so Chicken good. was uh, world-renowned and famous. They just closed about two weeks ago. Yeah, and supposedly there's a spot that's around here that's out of the gas station that yeah. is over. Tell me where that is right now. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's called show. Mark's, and it's. It, it, I had it yesterday for the first time. Oh. And it was, um, it was okay. Okay. But... And once again, Matt is a food I love food. I'm always going to search out what good food is. And that's why I got me here in Maine Beach. <laughs> that's, if you ever had a question of is something good or not, Matt has an opinion. He's not on the fence. He's not going to say maybe. He's going to say it's good or it's not. Well, when it comes to food, if you look at Tony and then you look at me, you'll understand why that he doesn't know what food is. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I partake. I uh I um I, I I consider myself a foodie type of person. Tony, how much do you weigh? Let's not get into all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like food and I cook. I'm 300 pounds. 
not quite that, but yeah, okay. Um, another question that I have for you. What would be the main thing that you would want someone to know about the restaurant here today that, uh, that, that you feel like they have to know that makes you stand out, that makes you special when it comes to Main Street Bistro? I think really just Thomas's mindset and where he comes from is we really do care if you like your food or not. Okay. If you have a meal, a meal that's prepared by us and you have feedback, let us know. He really does want to know what you think about the food because he's cooking it for you. Okay. And he's cooking it for everyone, but he wants that feedback. So if something wasn't great, let us know. If there's something we can do for you to make your night special, let us know. All right. Okay. So, Calista, uh, uh, it's been great. Um, thank you for inviting us down uh, okay, to your wonderful restaurant. Um, it, it was a blast. I hope you hope, hope you had fun. Hope you um, um, invite us back. You guys are um, so much fun. Thank you so uh, much. For it was, I learned a lot. Um, I, I learned uh, that Tom doesn't like ponytails. <laughs> um, learned that uh, high and tight is the way to go. Um, Steven Seagal on you. Steven Seagal, he may use his skills in a particular way. No, that's not Steven Seagal. Oh, what, what is that? Isn't that, uh, what's the guy? Nielsen. Neil Nielsen. Yes. Yeah, I will find you. Don't want to mess with me. You know the whole spill and stick. All right. Uh, yeah, Master Tech Plumbing. Matt, thanks for joining us. The Right Way Everyday Plumbers. Um, if you ever have any issues or or nuclear bombs or catastrophes, uh, call Matt at 980-613-8587, The Right Way Everyday Plumbers. Uh, Main Street Bistro um, at 109 South Main Street here in historical downtown Monroe. Things are popping. Things are jumping. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Come out and support small local businesses. Like, listen, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace. That's great. Thank you guys so much.